This episode is brought to you by Hoth Camping Equipment. You may smell bad on the inside, kid, but it'll keep you warm. <laughs> Are you a podcaster? A what? A podcaster. I've heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They live on the moons of Diego, I think. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. You're a funny little boy. How do you know so much? I listen to all the traders and space pilots who come through here. I'm a podcaster, you know. Someday, I'm going to record away from this place. Everyone told me not to stroll on that beach. Welcome to Voice of the Rebellion. I'm Gabe. And I'm Mark. And this is episode 12. This is the 12th ever episode. We've actually made it. This marks the end of the third trilogy. Of the third trilogy, yep. No, we haven't. I think, I think we could have organized the episodes better as like trilogies, probably. Yeah, but, with actual stories. Yeah, with, with some sort of like narrative content that made yeah. sense. Um, really, I think Disney just needs to catch up with us. I know. Exactly. So, I mean, there's what are they waiting for? Yeah. They're just sitting around. Now, next episode, are we going to skip 13 and go right to 14? I'm not superstitious. No? No. All right. But well, watch. But watch. when they, Somebody's going to die on the next episode. <laughs> well, watch. No, when when, uh, when Star Wars gets to episode 13, that'll kill the franchise. Mm-hmm. It'll kill everything. There'll be no more yep. Star Wars after that. And then I will be fully superstitious. Okay. Okay. Let's get into uh, some news. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of big news this week. Yeah, it's um, been kind of slow. But uh, Entertainment Weekly has been doing some minor coverage. Um, they got some quotes mm-hmm. uh, from some of the lead people. Um, one of them I want to read just kind of sums everything up that I found interesting. So they said that Last Jedi is going to be a story of dualities, of loyalties fractured and new alliances formed. Some partnerships, like the ex-Stormtrooper Finn and Resistance Mechanic Rose, could inspire valor and bravery. Others, like the separated siblings Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa, may restore hope that is dimming in each other. While the novice force wielder Rey and dark side acolyte Kylo Ren could end up pushing each other astray from their chosen paths, depending on who is stronger. Hmm. So that's pretty much confirming that like Kylo Ren's probably not going to be your stereotypical... like continue down the dark path yeah and and, I mean, and felt, ray's not gonna be the stereotypical light yeah like, but it felt like in the very first film that i could see kylo being redeemed that yeah well because that i really love that probably my second favorite scene in the whole film is kylo ren talking to darth Vader's helmet saying he feels the temptation of the light yeah like I, not only do i love that because it flips the script first off because yeah. you always see people talking about all oh, the temptation of the dark like well why can't good tempt you too yeah like exactly. why is that such a, a crazy concept mm-hmm. um but also for what you're saying like it, it it's it shows that he's a complex character yeah that will likely be redeemed later exactly yeah um so and then another thing part of that quote that i found interesting was um luke and leia may restore hope that is dimming in each other yeah. So are they going to finally actually meet again? I hope so. I really, um, I really, really hope that they at least share some screen time. Yeah. Because um, they didn't, they didn't get a whole lot. Well, because they like, not as brother and sister. Like they found out, Luke found out that Leia was a sister. And then he lets her know that at the very end of Return of the Jedi. And then so, he doesn't see her again <laughs> until he like, yeah. 
is smiling at some ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of expanded universe stuff where they develop that relationship in between. But yeah. as far as, like, actually seeing the movies, you don't actually get to see them I mean, have even in the expanded universe, there's some books here and there that have them together. But even if you go back to, like, The Heir to the Empire, Luke and Leia spend next to no time with each other at all. They're on opposite ends of the galaxy the entire time. Yeah. And there's a couple of scenes where they sort of, like, are, like, awkwardly around each other. It's a really weird... Yeah. dynamic, then they don't actually, in the expanded universe, spend that much time with well, each other. Well, I mean, and that makes sense, because Luke and Leia's paths are completely different. Luke's yeah. path is the path of the Force, and Leia's is the path of politics. Yeah. You know, it's... They haven't... I mean, I doubt that Leia will have much connection to the Force in the new movie. Yeah, I don't It just seems so. like she's just a general. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get to see them. Um... So another quote is Ray and Kylo Ren are reaching toward each other in combat, but each one could stop also end up pulling the other to his or her side. So again, yeah, it's just like the, they're making it sound like you don't know who's going to pull who to whose side. Yeah. I'm, I'm like hundred percent sure by the end of the movie, they'll both be pulled towards the middle. It's not yeah. like, Hey, Kylo Ren's a good guy now or Ray's a bad now, guy. Now what you could do is they could have a Ray seem to fall to the dark side at the end of the movie. Yeah. Make basically make the wrong choice that to Luke's right choice in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And then you watch you know, the next film mm-hmm. either shows that she didn't actually and that it was her like faking out, or that, you know, she ends up coming back and coming back to flight side and bringing Kylo with her. You know, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Is another option. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea. Like flipping the script with the with Luke's choice, you know, like, yeah. Luke would rather fall down the Bespin shaft than yeah. join Vader, not knowing if he would survive or not. Um, maybe Ray makes a different choice. I mean, obviously, there's been all these images of her in the throne room with Snoke. Yeah, they released a new image recently showing Kylo Ren in the background with her in the throne room. Hmm. Um, so that means that if you're looking at um, the the parallels in the mm-hmm. movies that you're already reaching the, um, the return of the Jedi yeah. throne room scene well, by this point. And I, I actually, I mentioned this, um, a few episodes back where it felt like force awakens had more than just a new hope in it. It felt mm-hmm. like there was a little bit of empire as well. Yeah. And I felt like the last Jedi would probably have half of empire and return. Yeah. And I didn't know what episode nine would be about. Yeah. Um, which is exciting because, as J.J. Abrams said, if he's trying to make episode nine the one that pulls all the trilogies together, maybe that is going to be something completely brand new that, that will feel different, but in like still a Star Wars way, but just like a um, kind of a homage to everything. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, like your typical third film in a trilogy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Um, so there's been a lot of new TV spots lately. Yeah. There's um, been a, a lot of international TV spots so that. We're seeing footage they're not seeing here in the States. Um, one of them that was uh, Spanish language, I'm not sure if it was uh, for Mexico or for Spain, but it has a single shot of uh, Benicio del Toro, um, who is in there. They keep calling his character DJ, yeah, which <laughs> is not a Star Wars name. So I, yeah. think, it's a, I think it's a code name for... Insert name here, Fett. 
hey, Mr. Fett, I think I think what it's going to do is they're going to they won't say his name at all. He's a he's apparently supposed to be a character who works on in the gray yeah. area. Um, so I think that he's going to be sort of a, a mercenary bounty hunter type guy. And then at the very end of the film or something, they'll they'll refer to him as Fett. Yeah. And so that'll help establish him as like the son of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, but so there's those and there's a few other international spots that have like uh, you actually see Finn waking up. Yeah. From his little chamber. He's like, where's Ray? What I want to know is, so they seem, they were kind of hinting that there could be a romantic relationship between Finn and Ray, mm-hmm. but now they're on completely different paths. And will... I don't think there's going to be. I think, I think it was, it's going to be one of those relationships where he had a bit of a crush on her. Yeah. Because he was like, you got a boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, but that their paths diverge. I think he's going to end up with Rose. Yeah. Then again, this Rose relationship could be a purely platonic friendly relationship. Yeah, yeah. Which was good. We like, don't know. You don't have to yeah. make every single male-female relationship right. in a movie. Well, even in A New Hope, that. Luke was like digging on Leia yeah. before he knew she was his sister. Yeah. And so, and then they dropped that and he yeah. went a different direction. So yeah, it's not like, that would mirror that in a way. Yeah. Um, um, one thing I found really interesting was in one of the TV spots, it's focused on Luke and Ray's meditation uh, scene. Mm-hmm. And Ray says, um, I see the light, I see dark, and something else. So like in the main trailer, that was edited to say the balance. This mm-hmm. was, and something else. And right after she says that, Luke says, resist it, Ray. Yeah. Like, oh, because she says, um, I feel it calling to me, like pulling to me. Yeah. And Luke's like, resist it. So it's like, what is she seeing in the force that scares between the light and the Luke. Dark. And it reminded me of, for people who have seen Stranger Things, Yeah, it reminded me of when, like, Eleven is using her powers to, like, look in the dark, the underdark, whatever. Yeah. And, like, she sees, like, the Demogorgon, and it's, yeah. like, and that's how she pulled it into reality, like, to their world, yeah. because it, like, cracked through dimensions, because she, she saw it pulling to her. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that, like, is, is Ray seeing, like, like, is Snoke kind of like the Demogorgon? Mm-hmm. Is Snoke, like, a this being that exists in the force. Oh yeah. That is maybe, maybe was pulled through by, by mm-hmm. Kylo. Well, um, there's, I mean, there's even like hints, uh, like that also reminds me of, um, Lovecraft where one of the elder gods, I can't remember which one, but he describes it as not living in this world or another, but between the spaces yeah. of reality. So there's a, space between you may end up hearing uh my pet nexu in the background (laughs) (laughs) she keeps finding things to well and if and if you're a really astute listener uh you'll notice last episode you kept hearing this like panting it was mark's dog like going at the blinds she was panic (laughs) she was panicking that steve was here and so she kept begging to go outside so at one point we had to pause to let her out anyways um so the space in between this, yeah. this creature that exists. Um, so maybe there's, you know, if, if he's some sort of entity that exists between the light and the dark, but yeah. I mean, but he's like a physical manifestation. But if he's seen Empire's Rise and Fall, what if he's just the pure physical Ooh. manifestation of the dark side? Okay, so here's what I don't want to see, though. I don't want to see it turn into, this is the good force god, this is the bad force god, and apply like gods to it at, 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 at like opposing each other. Because that kind of ruins the whole balance aspect of it. It's just... Yeah. 
Unless it's just, yeah, I mean, I mean, that could be it, though, because they keep saying, like, Ryan Johnson is taking the force in a whole new direction. I mean, if Luke is the physical manifestation of the, of the living force, if he became that when, when going and visiting this Jedi temple to become, yeah. like... If, like, each person's, like, an emissary of the whatever yeah. force god they follow, but yeah. I just don't, it just feels or, too... Or if, if Snoke is simply possessed by the, 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 the problem... will of the dark side... Then yeah. you could have seen empires rise and fall. The like, problem is, I don't see the force having concrete wills, like the will of the dark side, the will of the light side. Like, except it, characters talk all the time about the will. I of know, the force. but they say, well, like the the kind of the cosmic force is will. Yeah. But but I don't see it as like, for instance, like like good and bad force powers. Yeah. I just see it as like using the force for like selfish ends or yeah or or, uh, or in hate, hateful ways. But not not that like there's this actual being, this demogorgon, if you will, yeah. that's like I mean pulling you to it. But I guess it could be. The problem is if they do that, the force loses its vagueness. Yeah. And it becomes this concrete thing. And I don't want to see that because I think the vagueness helps the Star Wars myth yeah. uh, be so relevant. So I don't yeah, I don't know. I mean, we just uh, this whole conversation was based off of Resist It Ray, which could have just been bad editing. Like, it could have just been, like, edited in, like, for something yeah, completely they, different. They're completely different. She's like, like taking place. I feel like I got a burp. Resist It Ray. <laughs> Resist It. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Um, so, friend of the show, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. Yeah. She is Rose in the new, um, the new movie. She's a mechanic. And for the resistance, and she um, had an interview recently. I read the article over on Nerdist, where she was told that she got the role. She found out during her lunch break from her day job, <laughs> and so she couldn't say anything because it yeah. had to still be top secret. They couldn't know that there was that she was cast in this movie, right. and so she just had to go back to work answering <laughs> phones and helping customers. <laughs> Like, she, so wait, so what was her job exactly? I don't know. I, I didn't. Something with phone. Answering yeah. phone. So, so she's just, oh, awesome. by the way, I'm in Star Wars. Bye. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> had to get it out there. She so just couldn't answer anything. And then uh, she's been posting up on Instagram her visit to Lucasfilm. So she's been up at, at the Skywalker Ranch, probably doing her ADR um, recording, which is the where you record all of your dialogue over again. Um while mm-hmm. you're watching the movie in front of you, so you get nice, clean sound yeah. and everything. Okay. So, um, but yeah, she's, she's been posting up pictures of her, like, out in front of the um, ranch with the Yoda fountain and stuff like that. So, mm. it's been pretty entertaining to watch, because, like, all these other actors, now it's, you know, they're on their second film, but she's yeah. this brand she's new like, ah, character. Oh my God. Yeah, gets she this, is us. Yeah. So, it's been pretty cool. Um... Not much to talk about here, but just to let people know, there's going to be uh, a comic out on December 27th. It's a one-shot that explains the origin of Crate, mm-hmm. yeah. um, where the Rebel Stronghold is uh, in Last Jedi, yeah. the, the mineral planet that you see the walkers on. Um, basically, it just explains how Luke and Leia found the planet and why they chose it to be a Rebel Stronghold. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see it being a, um, a site of like a... A separatist 
base or something like that yeah. like during the Clone Wars or something like that. But it's like, like why did they go there? Why, why didn't they go there instead of the ice planet of Hoth? Like, <laughs> well, maybe they didn't discover it until after that. Maybe, point, okay. You know, as a rebel base. I guess I'll like, have to read the comic, but... Yeah. Um, finally, uh, final piece of news. Um, the game Imperial Assault... Yeah. Uh, is going to have a co-op mode. Now, Mark, give me a quick rundown what Imperial Assault is. Okay, so you and me have played a few different campaigns in Imperial Assault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a miniatures game. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like a role-playing game um, in that you have a group of players who are playing individual characters who have mm-hmm. character sheets and everything, and then you have one person who's playing the uh, Imperial side who runs everything else and knows all the secret information, except the way that it's different than a role-playing game is the the overlord who's running things on the Imperial side is specifically trying to beat the players. Yeah. So he actively does everything he can in his power to stop the players from yeah. winning. And it's like a role-playing game because your characters actually like level up yeah. and gain new weapons and abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all kinds of little terrain tiles. Yeah. And, but um, it's, it's structured. And so yeah. like players can't just make up stuff. Yeah, um, you have specific actions yeah, you can take. So this new co-op mode what they're doing is it's going to be a free app that will be available um, for computers and then probably also for iPad and things like that. And you'll be able to set it up at the end of the table and it will run the entire Imperial side for you, the whole campaign and everything. Which is super exciting. Yeah, so it'll allow you to have players just playing the game together as allies rather than also yeah. having the Imperial player as a separate yeah. oppositional entity. Because here's the thing. When I'm running Imperial Assault, yeah, like I'm trying to beat you guys, but at the so same time, lonely. well, yeah, it, it's lonely. And then there are times where you can only really run one mission a night, and I'll go three weeks beating you guys every single week, and I can just see you guys just getting beaten down and miserable because you're no longer mm-hmm. having fun because you can't succeed. Yeah, and so you kind of have to take then take on the game master role, like a role playing game, mm-hmm. and actually. Let them win. Let them win. Yeah. Go a little bit easier on them so that they can win. So they don't. So that they just don't want to give up on the campaign. Yeah. Which is basically what's happened every time we actually actually haven't finished any of our campaigns we <laughs> yeah. played. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to having a computer deal with it because then I feel like if everybody at the table is losing to the computer consistently, mm-hmm. that's just going to give everybody like, okay, we really really need to hunker down and figure out how to beat it this time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. We bring it up because we love the game so much. Yeah. And we and highly, a, highly recommend um, picking it up. Yeah, you should go check it out. It's really fun. All right, on to our main topic. Put me down. I love to groove and boogie. Mm, yeah. Okay, main topic. This is probably the one thing I am most passionate about when it yeah. comes to Star Wars. And that is Ring Theory. Which we have mentioned before in the past. Yeah. And we went vaguely over yeah. it. Like, We've explained it briefly. In fact, um, I think it was in the very first, one of the first two episodes we ended up going yeah. over it in general. Um, but what I want to do is, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give like an overview again, kind of what it is. Um, yeah. But I want it, to, it's too broad of a topic though to do in one episode. So I'm going to do specifically um, character arcs. Um, yeah. So so let me explain first what it is then. Um so ring theory is the theory that actually explains how the prequels are brilliant. Yes, you heard it here, folks. The prequels are brilliant. If George Lucas had <laughs> simply gotten a different 
writer yeah, it's, or director. It's the dialogue. I think that's what kills the, it. <laughs> but if he'd gotten a different director in there, the director could have fixed it on set. Yeah. So so if he'd either gotten a better director <laughs> yeah. or a better writer, then it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, so what Ring Theory says is that, um, so kind of like how plot structures mirror each other, mm-hmm. um, it's not just that they mirror each other, but they form a ring. So it's not like episode one is episode four. It's episode one is episode six. Yeah. And they have visual images that copy each other. Um, and then episode five and two and then three and four. So it forms a ring and a circle. Um, and it, it kind of shows like bit by bit. So just Google Star Wars ring theory. It takes you this long essay explaining um, all the different uh, like direction, like the images um, and how they are the exact same um, in each trilogy and how it forms a ring. And it goes even like deeper than that. It goes into like human psychology about the characters and what they represent in each scene. Um, this is StarWarsRingTheory.com. Yeah. Like, it's so, yeah, right just, there. You don't even have to Google it. Yeah. Um, so, like, so to give an example, um, one of my favorite bits of Ring Theory, um, the beginning of Episode 5, I'm sorry, um, Episode 2, uh, actually mirrors the end of Episode 5, and it goes into the center. So the beginning of Episode 2 starts with Naboo Starfighters, uh, flying into the clouds of Naboo. It's this really beautiful shot of mm-hmm. them going into the clouds. It's like like high above. Um, Coruscant. Yeah. They're sorry, yeah, Coruscant. Sorry. Coruscant. They're Naboo starfighters. Yes. Going to Coruscant with the clouds. Um, and then episode five ends with the ships coming out of the clouds. And the, and the scenes are like mirrored exactly. It's like the same amount of ships that they show. Mm-hmm. And the thing about ring theory is that the angle of the shot is always reversed. Um, so you can even see the reversal of the shot in it. Um, so it starts with, it starts and ends, uh, episode two and five with going in the clouds and being high above. Um, and they both end slash start with going deep below into caverns. So episode two ends with them going into the caverns of Geonosis mm-hmm. and the beginning of episode five starts with coming out of the caverns on Hoth. Yeah. And it's supposed to kind of represent where the darkness is going. So the prequels are about descending into darkness, becoming the empire. So you're Mm -hmm. starting out high and you're going low into the caverns. You're being brought down morally. And then uh, the old trilogy um, is about coming out of that and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, a new hope, getting new hope out there and coming out of the darkness. So you're coming out of the caverns and into the sky. Yeah. Um, So that's just like one example. Um, Now, Actually, in your, on this note, I want to mention this. Yeah. Um, so they show like you know like Imperial walkers both in um, episode two, like kind of a rudimentary form, mm-hmm. um, going into the kind of fighting people outside the caverns. Yeah. And it shows walkers in episode five. So you know, obviously, we've seen walkers in the Last Jedi trailers. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is in filmmaking, um, generally good guys go from left to right, and bad guys go from right to left. Yeah. In both episodes two and five, the walkers are going from the right to the left. They're the bad guys. Yeah, the clones are going yeah. from the right to the um, left. Now, they're saying that because the government or the public is the empire. The public is corrupt. Yeah. And by starting this clone war, On the you, wrong side. you have, you have the wrong begun side. the domino fall. Yeah. Um, 
the Last Jedi trailer, the walkers are going from the left to the right. That's true. It's weird. Because they're not the good guys. The First Order is not the good guys. Yeah, this is a consistent thing that you'll find um, if you go into like looking at comics and any film. Mm-hmm. You always have the the hero is always going from left to right because what they're doing is they're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime you see, yeah, like the right, yeah. the right to the left, yeah. the hero is regressing. Yeah. yeah. So that so, was in everything. I don't so. know if Ryan Johnson is doing that to unsettle us, like yeah. kind of tip us on our head, you know, like like mm-hmm. just subtly, like not even us noticing because people don't think, oh, they're going from left to the right. Yeah. Just like t- psych- psychologically. There was something off about yeah. the walker. Yeah. Right? Like, like what's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. Why doesn't this feel right? So I don't know if it's something like that mm-hmm. or if it's really like maybe Kylo Ren's there leading the fight and you're trying to, you're trying to impose Kylo Ren as part of the protagonist. So, yeah. yeah. I know, but that was just kind of a one-off um, thing I wanted to mention. Um, so now, since Ring Theory uses so many same visual elements and plot structures between the old and new trilogy, um, well, old and prequel trilogy, I can't say new anymore. Yeah. Um, a lot of the characters, you can make so many connections with characters that wouldn't normally have connections because they're being used in the same instances in the plot. Yeah. So like, you can make connections between Han and Anakin, something that wouldn't make sense. Um, Actually, no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, Anakin starts um, like this good, innocent boy and mm-hmm. slowly falls into darkness and scoundrelry, whereas Han starts off as this dark, evil scoundrel who shoots first and asks questions later and ends up going all the way up to like sacrificing his life yeah. for, the, okay. for the rebellion. So they actually it's kind of they loose, do mirror yeah, each yeah. other. Okay, I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. But like even more specifically, um, or you can compare like Luke and Obi-Wan um, yeah. Who may not have a direct um, link, but but there's certain like like Luke watching uh, Obi Wan die and Obi Wan watching Qui Gon die. Yeah, it's so, like there's different different like plot points that are the same, um, and you can do this with so many different characters. Um, but what I want to focus on right now is just certain characters um, that have the most connections. So obviously, I'm gonna start with the, where the most meat on the bone is, and that's Anakin and Luke. Um, and then I'm going to talk briefly about Padme and Leia and then Kylo Ren and Darth Vader. I'm going to bring ring theory into the force awakens, which hasn't okay. been done yet. And then I also want to talk about Obi-Wan and Rey. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Anakin and Luke. And what about the connection between, um, Watto and, um, neat, ne- no, mean and numb. Who's Neen Num? Neen Num was Lando Calrissian's uh, co-pilot during the Battle of Endor. I have nothing to say about that. I mean, I think I'm not even going to mention what the parallels are because I think they're obvious. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, right, right. Um, they're obvious. Yeah. Um, All right, so let's do. Okay, this. so Anakin and Luke. Um, so first off, the starters just obviously um, start of each of their journeys. They're both young. Uh, they're both uh, from a desert world, same world, Tatooine. Um, they have a broken family. Uh, Anakin's just with his mom, no father. Um, mm-hmm. Luke feels kind of like an orphan. Um, Luke, Luke was like always like idolizing his father. Yeah. Um, his absent father. Um, and then they're both slaves in a way. So Anakin, literal slave, and then... You just had to open a soda. I did. I, I am trying to talk here. 
I'm taking you very seriously. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Anakin's a literal slave, and Luke is like a slave kind of to Owen, because he's always talking about how he has to help him for one more season, and yeah. then, then, maybe, then maybe finally he can get off that rock, you know? Yeah. Um, so they both have um, a call to adventure by a royal woman. So Padme uh, needs Anakin's help to fix her ship to get mm-hmm. off, and Leia needs um, Luke's help, um, not intentionally, but... Um, to get the droid to um, back to the rebel base. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there are scenes that mirror each other where they're both told to rely on their feelings by their Jedi mentor. So Qui-Gon uh, looks to Anakin before the pod race and says, like, feel, don't think. Mm-hmm. And then Anakin puts on his helmet. Um, in the A New Hope, Obi-Wan tells Luke with the probe droid and him trying to block the fire with the blast shield down. He says, like, stretch out with your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, with the blast shield down, I can't see anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, and they're both whiny. So, yeah, yeah there's that connection, too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so then, then he puts on the helmet, and it's so, there's parallels there. Um, so far, there's a little bit surface all of them. It's about to get deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, they both uh, race to help their friends. So Anakin is in the pod race, um, and then Luke is in the speeder bike race. So again, ring theory, episodes one and six connect. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, the shots of the races are very similar, Um, especially that one scene where, like, the two pod racers get connected, so Bulbas and Anakin's, Mm -hmm. they're, like, connected and they can't break free. And then the speeder bikes, they have the same thing. The speeder bikes connect, Mm -hmm. and they can't break free. Well, and a lot of the speeder bikes get destroyed Mm -hmm. almost identical to the different... um, the different pod, the different pod races. Like yeah. one of them, I think it was Quadraneros's, ends up spinning off like in a spiral yeah. and smashes into a wall. Yeah. In the same way that the and one ones, yeah. goes spinning off and smashing into a mm-hmm. tree and things like that. So Yeah. That so sense. again, like George yeah. Lucas was actually trying to be smart and trying to mirror it. Um, they both go to ancient ruins. So in the beginning of, or not beginning, but near the end of episode one, Anakin goes to the ruins of the Gungans. Yeah, the, where their secret hideout is. Uh, Anakin goes to Yavin, uh, which is very Luke. similar. Lo- to, uh, Luke goes to Yavin, which is very similar uh, looking to those Gungan ruins. Yeah. Um, so again, there's this very like mythological feel to it mm-hmm. um, of, of like pu- basically characters being given the same um, tests and trials. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, wish, I should have said that before I started with this is that each character is. Um, the reason I find this all fascinating is that each character chooses different things um, when given the same test. Yeah. And so that's why I like comparing uh, each, each generation to each other. Mm-hmm. So like Luke and Anakin. Um, so now that we got some of the more surface levels out of the way, um, they both have to deal with the death of their mentor by a lightsaber. And then they both have to move on to another mentor. Okay. So um, while Anakin didn't actually see Qui-Gon die, mm-hmm. uh, Qui-Gon was his mentor um, yeah, and then he had. He didn't on. have any interaction with Obi Wan other than no. shaking his hand. Yeah, that was it. And yeah. then he had yeah, to move on to Obi Wan. Um, and then Luke uh, watched Obi Wan die, um, and then had to move on to Yoda. Yeah. Um, so you see, both characters now they both have to deal with loss. Mm-hmm. Um, now Luke, he ended up moving on with his training to a 
more experienced, better master. Mm -hmm. Whereas Anakin began with this much yeah. more highly trained Jedi master and in, and ended up to with a much less, worse, yeah. much less qualified yeah. to lead him. That's a good mirror. Yeah, I didn't notice that before. Um, then they both, you know, obviously they destroy a battle station. Um, Luke does it in a cool way. Anakin does it in a dumb way. So there's the That's mirror. That's a cool there, trick. There, there, there's a mirror there. Luke yeah. is cool and it gets dubbed. <laughs> um, wow. Um, and then another surface level thing, um, they both use their wits in a ground battle. So in episode two, Anakin's like, aim above the fuel cells. And then they take out the, you know, their, there's fires, whatever. Yeah. Um, and Luke says, uh, you know, use the tow cables to take out their legs. Mm -hmm. Again, it's a high-low comparison. Mm -hmm. Aim above the fuel cells, take it out, and then... So it shows that... And then low for the walkers. So it shows that they're um, they're both capable. They've become these capable um, uh, fighters. And they're thinking outside the box. Yeah. Because the yeah. other people aren't it shows thinking that way yeah. to handle so, the situation. So, yeah. So they're developing into the same kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, and then... And then this is where things start to get deep. Um, they both have visions of their loved ones dying. So um, now I'm not I'm not referring to Anakin having visions of Padme. I'm going to talk about that later. Mm -hmm. um, this is Anakin's visions uh, that you don't actually see, but he has dreams of uh, his mother dying. Yeah. And Luke has uh, visions while training with Yoda of Han and Leia of being tortured and possibly mm -hmm. dying. Yeah. Um, both rush to go save them despite people telling them not to. So uh, Obi-Wan said, no, stay, stay on that boo with Padme. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously Luke, or Yoda told Luke, no, you need to finish your training. But Han and Leia will die if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, actually, I watched Empire the other day, and it was really dark. Um, I didn't realize how dark Yoda was because Luke says literally, um, and sacrifice Han and Leia. Like, does that yeah. mean sacrifice Han and Leia? And Yoda says, if you yes. honor what they fight for, yes. Like, yeah. whoa, like Yoda doesn't care at all. No, but here's the thing. Yoda is looking at the bigger picture. I know, but it's like, it was just so callous. It was like. Because Yoda saw that Luke could fall to Darth Vader. Yeah. But he it, went to go face him. So he said, if he was saying, if you go. Yeah. Then you will be betraying them because you will be falling to the dark side. Yeah. I, and I get that. But I think it actually shows Yoda's faults in a way of how he also couldn't deal with Anakin's struggles. Yeah. Yoda's just like, well, look at the big picture. People die and they transform into the Force. Mm -hmm. And Anakin's like, yeah, that doesn't He's do like, anything that, for that, me. That's not helping. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's again, it's kind of denying the human condition. Yeah. Like, you need to... Um, so, um, they both, uh, despite being told not to, um, they rush to save their captive loved ones. Um, and then they have these uh, pivotal moments of darkness. So, Anakin, and this is like shot for shot reversed, mm -hmm. um, again with the ring theory. Anakin descends into a Tuscan hut. Um, Luke descends into a cave. Uh, Anakin finds his mother obviously bound and dying. Um, and then Anakin has this really dark moment where he kind of takes it out on the Tuscan Raiders. Mm -hmm. um, Luke uh, confront, uh, confronts his darkness. So he's got 
uh, he sees his parents. He doesn't know it's his parent, but um, and then he unleashes his anger and um, you know, cuts Vader up. Um, the shots are pretty identical, but I think what it's supposed to represent is that each character um, you see the kind of this dark anger in them um, that's really starting to grow. Um, and well, the vision in the cave is specifically yeah, like talking about Luke's darkness yeah. that he is dark he himself right. is Darth Vader. Right. Um, the helmet blows up and shows his face. Which, by the way, as a child, <laughs> terrified me. Yeah. yeah. Because not only Darth Vader's head comes off, yeah. and then it's revealed to be Luke, I was like, ah! Luke, <laughs> Luke's been decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> and then Yoda just, like, shakes his head. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Um, the difference, I think, being... Um, you know, Anakin, you know, he's like, I slaughter them like animals. I'm a Jedi. I'm better than this. But he doesn't actually seem to get past that. I think Luke is given more of an opportunity to recognize that anger because the vision was so explicit. And it was yeah. just a vision. It wasn't like he really cut up some Tuscan Raiders, you know. Yeah. Um, so Luke was kind of more, maybe, maybe due to better mentorship. He was given the chance to visit that darkness yeah. in a safe space yeah. rather than having to confront it personally right um so then um they both face a monster in an arena mm-hmm. and they're both set to be executed yeah um anakin is in the genos arena uh he's fighting this uh what's it called the when anakin's fighting yeah the, there's the creature which uh, which one it called the, the nexu is the cat no, the, not the cat the, um the one with the horn that was his creature that was coming from. Ronto. No, not a Ronto. Rontos are on Tatooine that the Jawas have. Um, what good are you? Oh, jeez. I hope this trivia question comes up later. I hope so, too, because I'm about to uh, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the creature looks a lot like the Rancor. I mean, not like a lot, but it has the same like kind of tone. Um, and I think they're... So that, that, that plot point kind of shows that they're both um, taming the monsters. You know? Mm-hmm. They're... Anakin, uh, they're also both shown for the first time with a green lightsaber in that moment. Yeah. Because um, Anakin was given the green lightsaber when he lost his blue one. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows a sign of, of passing, of maturity. Um, now, obviously, Anakin is on the, the wrong path, but um, Anakin's still growing regardless. Um, so they're taming these beasts, and now they've become like full-fledged, showing that they've become full-fledged Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um and then, um, so they both face an adversary. Um, for the first time, they face this adversary. They both lose a hand. Mm-hmm. So when Anakin fought Dooku, they fought Vader. Um, kind of showing they're both you know, over their heads. They're rash. Um, they're ripped apart, and they have to put themselves back together. Um, and then, kind of again, more surface level, they both succeed in a daring rescue mission. Um, Palpatine... Anakin rescues Palpatine at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, and mm-hmm. Luke rescues Leia uh, halfway through A New Hope. Yeah, and you can even see scenes where they're both using like like grappling hooks yeah. and things in those moments. Um, and then they both face an adversary for the second time in front of Palpatine mm-hmm. with an opportunity to strike. So Anakin has Dooku um, down on the ground with his hands cut off. Luke has Vader down on the ground, then he cut off his hand. Yeah. 
and Palpatine is there in both instances, both telling him to strike, like, like take, you know, take your father's place at my side. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, yeah. By the way, it's called a reek. A reek. Yes. Reek. Reek. A reek. And uh, what's your the, name? Reek. Reek. The Nexu is the cat, and the um, big spider creature is okay. an athlete. If that comes up on your trivia question, I'm throwing it out. No. No, I got um, it. Anyways. I it so they both have um, their adversary on the ground. Yeah. Um, and this is where things start to change. So despite all these feelings of um, loss and anger, Luke decides not to. Anakin decides to mm-hmm. strike Dooku. And so Palpatine is one in that instance. Um, one really important parallel. They're both forced to watch as their loved ones die. Um, Anakin has visions of Padme dying in childbirth. Luke literally is watching people die in the rebel space battle um, in front of Palpatine in the throne room. Yeah. Um, so... It, that scene, um, like you can really feel for for both characters. Um, yeah. Like Luke is like watching his friends die, and he can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And and Anakin feels powerless too. He can't do anything about like Padme dying. That's why he, you know he falls to the dark side, but Luke doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one more surface level thing, um, which I thought was kind of cool, just scene wise. Um, after both are injured, a new mentor touches their forehead, symbolizing a new beginning. So mm-hmm. Anakin on Mustafar, he's laying there. Uh, Palpatine comes up and touches his forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke in A New Hope, when he's injured by Tusken Raiders, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. goes up to him and touches him on the forehead. And the uh, scene is identical. Huh. I like that. Yeah, um, that's really cool. So going through a lot of the surface level and deep stuff, uh, we can compare the characters and I find that Luke succeeds because Anakin fails. Like, literally, Luke, in that moment where he has Vader on the ground, he looks at his own hand that was taken from him, and he realizes, this is what I am becoming. I'm becoming Vader. Yeah. But it was because Vader failed, that Anakin failed, that he could even have that realization. Yeah. So... Whereas, um, oh, another side note, um, Obi-Wan is holding Luke, um, baby Luke, mm-hmm. when uh, Padme is, is pleading to him that there is good in Anakin, mm-hmm. which I thought was a nice touch, because it's like, because that Luke firmly believes this, and he's willing to go against what his mentors are saying. So the very first words that he heard yeah. as a baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's good in the, him. That, there were, that yeah. his father could be redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, ooh. Um, and then, and then reversely, Anakin can only succeed um, because uh, Luke is is in trouble. Um, so, in Anakin's case, um, Windu has Palpatine on the ground, right? Yeah. And he's got to make a decision. This is this this is the pivotal choice between going between dark and light. Um, Palpatine's trying to electrocute him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pa- uh, Palpatine's saying, save the one you love, Padme. Mm-hmm. I'm the only way you can do it. So he chops off Windu's hand, he gets mm-hmm. electrocuted, and he turns to the dark side. Same scene. 
Palpatine's electrocuting Luke because he cares about the one he loves, which is Luke. Pivotal mm-hmm. moment, turns back to the light side, picks up Palpatine, throws him down a shaft. Mm-hmm. Looks just like, like how uh, Windu was, Windu was, was thrown was out thrown, and yeah. had to fall. Yeah. Um, kind of nice mirrored scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel Jackson has said that Mace Windu isn't dead. It's because Samuel Jackson just <laughs> wants to be the guy, you know? He wants to be like, I'm in this movie. <laughs> Uh, I think that's. I think that's going to be revealed, like in the very last. He's going to show up in the very last scene of episode yeah. nine, like eye patch, robot hand. And yeah. like, I'm back. I'm Nick. F- I mean Mace Windu. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip the Padme Leia comparison because of time. Um, mostly those are more superficial comparisons. Uh, what I want to move on to is a really interesting thing, and this kind of all bases on one scene. It's a really in depth scene. Um, Kylo Ren and Darth Vader comparisons. Yeah. Um, it's a real quick, something superficial. The first time you see them, they're both exiting a ship looking for sensitive information mm-hmm. in the same way. Yeah. Um, Just after Stormtroopers have unleashed yeah. hell on. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, both of them um, use mind reading mm-hmm. as an ability. Um, and what's interesting is this mind reading actually fails them because who they're mind reading does it to them. Mm-hmm. So Vader, yeah. Well, actually going back really quick mm-hmm. to that very first scene you see Kylo Ren in. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's stormtroopers storm the city, lay waste to everybody. Mm-hmm. You just watch them mow through these people. Then the person who has the secret information gets grabbed by stormtroopers, mm-hmm. drug in front of them. Yeah. While the stormtroopers are holding holding on to them, and they're being interrogated and asked questions and being told, "I don't know what you're talking about," it's an identical yeah. scene. Yeah, one another. it goes even further. Yeah. Um, so resisting mind control. Yeah. So um, you know, Vader is trying to goad Luke into turning the dark side by saying, by reading his mind about his sister, saying his sister will turn. Sister. So you have a twin sister. Um. But Luke has also used mind reading on him by saying, no, I feel the conflict within you. Yeah. Like your thoughts betray you, Father. Yeah. And, and so it expresses Vader's vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks he can control the situation, but he's actually vulnerable. Yeah. Same thing with Kylo Ren and Rey. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's like, you know, I see the island. Yeah. You're so lonely. And then Rey flips the script. I'm like, no, you're... No, I can see your you. mind. Yeah, yeah you're you the see one your mind. Your thoughts betray you. you yeah. <laughs> You think you can ever be as good as Darth Vader? Um, so I think uh, it expresses vulnerabilities in both characters that are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, now I want to talk about my favorite scene in Force Awakens: Han dying. Now it's not just my favorite scene because I hate Han, which I do, and I'm glad he's dead. But <laughs> I'm making a very sad face. Yeah, right <laughs> but um, it actually is the perfectly mirrored scene of all time that I've seen. Okay. So, um, Darth Vader and Kylo Ren. <clears throat> Darth Vader's son comes to him out of compassion. Kylo Ren's father comes to him out of compassion. Um, both Kylo Ren and Luke are told by their mentors they have to confront their fathers as a test. Okay. Um, the... The scene in which Han is pleading with Kylo Ren, um, 
Kylo Ren's basically saying, like, you're wrong. Like, mm-hmm. by igniting the lightsaber, he's saying, you're wrong. Like, I don't need to come back to the light. Um, shot for shot, it's um, flipped and mirrored when Darth Vader has his helmet off in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And Luke is, Luke is looking down on Vader, and Han is looking up at Kylo Ren. And Vader's saying, you were right. Tell like, sister. tell your sister, you're right. You've already saved me. Yeah. Like, um, you know, when talking about light and dark, Vader saying you were right, Kylo Ren saying you were wrong, Vader dies, uh, Han dies. Yeah. So there's the mirror there. Um, and then both of them uh, kill a father figure. So um, when Vader picks up the Emperor. The Emperor created the Darth Vader persona, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. named him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he throws him down the large shaft um, and thus killing the Vader persona. Yeah. Ben Solo ignites his lightsaber into Han. Han falls into a large shaft and Ben Solo has killed the Ben Solo mm-hmm. persona. He's now Kylo Ren. Yeah, specifically after Han yeah. had just called him Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's killing these personas. Um but but all, but flipped, you know, going to light, going to dark. Yeah. Um and then so obviously Vader had reluctance to kill his son. Um Kylo had reluctance to kill his father, but ultimately did it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's also interesting that Vader's journey starts with gaining his helmet. He becomes Darth Vader. The helmet comes down on him. Kylo Ren's journey flipped the script, uh, taking the helmet off. Mm. And you can even see in the Last Jedi trailer him smashing the helmet. Yeah. And I think it's, it's you know, going into darkness, going into your lowest point versus Kylo Ren coming out of his lowest point. They had yeah. to establish the lowest point first. Well, Kylo Ren, he's basically hiding behind the helmet. Yeah in order to make him feel more dangerous and scarier than yeah. he is. And when he finally fully gives himself to the dark side, he no longer needs the helmet as a crutch. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, so just being speculative, I think Kylo Ryan will spare his mom um, in Last Jedi. And I think that it I will, so. I think that it will mirror the scene with Anakin losing his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll again, reverse it. Um, so again, so these characters' choices you can see start to form based on the same tests and trials. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but yeah, I think that'd be a nice touch if, um, if he spares his mom, um, Anakin had to watch his mom die. I think like, cause Anakin's watching his mom die started the start of the darkness mm-hmm. and then maybe coming out of the darkness will be sparing his yeah. mom. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go over Obi-Wan and Rey now. Um, so obviously there's a lot of theories that Rey is Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Um, yeah. The things I'm going to talk about are just kind of separate from that. Um, they're mostly superficial. Um, but I think the point of it is that it shows how the start, the first trilogy, as in the prequel trilogy, um, starts with this kind of stable character who's trying to tame the Skywalker. And the same thing applies to the trilogy, um, the new trilogy, kind of bookend where a stable character um, is 
one that's more composed mm-hmm. um, and can handle their emotions better um, is Taming a Skywalker, which is Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just find that the type of character is being repeated. So even if it turns out that Rey is not anything to do with Obi-Wan, yeah. the parallels are still there regardless. So perhaps we're going to find out that Rey isn't the main protagonist of the... Yeah, the new trilogy it'll turn out to be it could Kylo, be Kylo Ren, Ren. Is yeah. main character, all and Ray's just there to like help um, guide him. Yeah, back guide to the light. Him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, most of these are superficial. Um, so now there's general similarities. Their personality, like I said, it's kind of more calm and composed. Um, their clothing is very similar. It's very light. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they will kind of have the same kind of look, like even just like facial like mm-hmm. look kind of. Um, and then they both have an English accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is interesting because John Boyega has an English accent, and they were t- he was told to have an American accent to be Finn, mm-hmm. but they did not change Ray. Yeah, like that's purposeful. Yeah. Um, um, both are hermits who live in solitude on a desert planet. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan lives in solitude on Tatooine. Ray on Jakku. Um, in exile. Yeah, in exile. So yeah, it's, and it's by choice. Mm-hmm. Um, she could leave. Her like, she could leave. Um, so it's not a good comparison yeah. to say Rey is from Desert World like Anakin and Luke are. No, 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 no. She's from Desert World like Obi-Wan is. She's a hermit. Like, yeah. She didn't come from that planet. Yeah. Anakin and Luke were born, at least, you know, yeah. as, as far as from infancy, mm-hmm. at least, were on. Right, right. Like were Luke, on Luke wasn't technically, but yeah. from infancy. Um, um, yeah, but they go to the desert planet. Mm-hmm. Now, Ray was abandoned there, um, so that part wasn't by choice, but to stay there was by choice, um, waiting for her parents. Um, uh, So then they're both called um, to an adventure because of a droid with sensitive information, Mm -hmm. R2 with the Death Star plans, BB-8 with the mapped Luke Skywalker. Um, They both visit a cantina on the way of this adventure, Maz's cantina, the cantina in uh, Mos Eisley for Mm Obi-Wan. Uh, they both, um, I, I like how these scenes mirror each other. They both walk through and examine an incomplete hologram map. So remember when Obi-Wan is in the hologram map looking for Kamino? Oh, yeah. Um, and the Kamino has been removed. The map is incomplete. Yeah. Ray is walking through the hologram map of Luke Skywalker, yeah. but it's incomplete. It's really, really specific that they would be identical. Yeah. You know? Like, it's... It's eerie, and it's that's why so many people are like, "Oh, she's his granddaughter." Like, it's so obvious. Yeah. But, but again, like, or maybe she's a reincarnation of Obi Wan. But again, yeah. like, or or it's Star just Star Wars hasn't done a reincarnation. I would they haven't, that. but maybe that's the new element that Ryan Johnson wants to introduce. Yeah. Um. But anyways, point being, it could just be mirrored scenes. All right, yeah. a lot of scenes are mirrored from different characters that have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Um. Then they both take Anakin's lightsaber from a chest and present it to Luke. So Obi-Wan does it, you know, one right after the other. Here's your yeah. father's lightsaber. Ray takes Anakin's lightsaber from a chest, has it for a while, but then at the end of the movie presents it to Luke. Yeah. Um, so again, the, the same mirroring. Um, the first force power you see from both of them is mind trick. Oh, so you actually yeah. didn't see Ray use any force powers until she was captured and mind tricked the stormtrooper. Yeah. Um, and then Obi-Wan's first force power was on a stormtrooper, yeah, um, telling him to ignore the droids. Yeah, um, uh, they both sneak in a 
battle station with identical scenes um, of them like flipping switches. So Obi-Wan's lowering the tractor beam. Rey is like trying to hide from the first mm-hmm. order on the base. And so she's like opening these compartments and like kind of working her way around them just like Obi-Wan was. Mm-hmm. Um, both of their mentors uh, die by being stabbed by a lightsaber. Uh, Qui-Gon stabbed through the chest. Han through the chest. Huh. Um, uh, after which they both face the killer and duel. So Obi-Wan then uh-huh. faces Darth Maul. She faces Kylo Ren. And this is where things get even more, more fun. Um, in the battle, they both get force pushed like, mm-hmm. out of the battle for a while. Obi-Wan is force pushed down into the shaft where he has to hang there for a bit. Yeah. Rey is force pushed up into the tree. Yeah. So the mirror, the flipping um, where she's out of the battle for a bit. Yeah. Um, or alternative, you could look at it as Obi-Wan was taken out of the battle by being behind the, um, the, the shield, field, yeah. while Qui-Gon fight Darth Maul. Rey has to be taken out of the battle while Finn fights yeah. Kylo Ren, their comrade fighting them. Yeah. Um, and then they both, um, again, in those same instances, use the force amid the lightsaber battle to calm themselves and ultimately win. So mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's hanging there and he calms himself and he thinks about the lightsaber and he pulls it to him and then slices Darth Maul. Yeah. Ray is in, you know, in the fight and she's in the, in the middle of like lightsabers being clashed. She calms herself and then kicks Kylo Ren's ass. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's a ton of similarities that you wouldn't notice at first. Um, but I've really started noticing a lot is, um, the episode three battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin is very similar to Ray and um, Kylo Ren. Um, it's a mirrored flip in that it's lava and snow. Yeah. Um, the battle has a lot of rapid movements, like especially like a corridor. So like yeah. if you compare like when they're in the base, Obi-Wan and Anakin are in this like hallway, it looks identical to when Kylo Ren and Ray are between these boulders and they're like oh. fighting each other. Yeah. Um, and then um, they both disfigure the other. Um, Obi-Wan disfigures Anakin. Ray disfigures Kylo Ren. Yeah. And they both look down on them kind of from a little bit away and, uh, and then leave. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of an interesting huh. thing. Um, and then I suspect that if, if Kylo Ren does offer Ray to join him in Last Jedi, that will echo Dooku offering Obi-Wan to join him. I don't think so, Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, um, a lot of a lot of parallels, but it's just very interesting that she does not actually parallel Luke or Anakin. It's something different, yeah. and I think it's just supposed to be this composed character. Um, so it's interesting. Um, I personally hope she has some sort of relation to Obi Wan, just because that would add the narrative of a Kenobi and a Skywalker again. But yeah. but even if it doesn't, it's still cool. So that was my very long explanation of just some interesting character moments. And I just find it fascinating because, again, the, the trials and tests each one faces, but making different decisions. Yeah. Um, it's just fascinating to me. And I could go on more about it, but we're getting long. So we'll move on to trivia. Trivia. Great. Show you some dance moves. No, I don't want you to. If I had your giant feet out there on the beach, could have outrun those birds. 
your psycho wiener. Okay, so the current score is... Mark, you have 43, I have 46. Yes. <laughs> Saka? You keep ending up with the... Uh, that's not the truth. I just know more than you. No. Not true. All right, hit All it. Right. All right, Chewie, punch it! How many years does it take the Sarlacc to digest its victims? Over a thousand. Yes. Yes, quite. Yes. Who characterizes the death of Darth Tyrannus as unnecessary loss? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, like I almost want to say Grievous when he's talking to the Separatist, but I think it'd be more like it's Palpatine. I'll say Palpatine. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Who addresses Luke as young Skywalker during their meeting in Cloud City? Um, Darth Vader. Yes. What does Chancellor Palpatine order created right after the Senate grants him emergency powers? Um, the Clone Army. The Great Army of the Republic. Whatever, however it phrases. It just says an army. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who pilots a Gungan Bongo to feed? Um, the pilot was... A... Wait. Hold on. Either Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Who's... I think it was... Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. That's my final answer. He's always a big fish. Yes. Ha! Whose last line of Return of the Jedi is, when he comes back, I won't get in the way. Uh-huh. Yes. Six for such, six, sucker. So no matter a, what you do, you can't catch up to me. Such an easy card. In fact, you're going to fall six more behind now. Probably, because it's going to be like, All right. how many stars were there in the shot? What aliens earn Han Solo's faint praise, short help is better than no help at all? He walks. Yeah. I don't remember him saying that. I don't remember that, that line at that, all. I don't remember it either. <laughs> Maybe it was, well, it's his faint praise. It's from the novelization. I don't, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Which two Jedi Masters refer to Anakin as young Skywalker? Which two? Um, That's interesting. Mace Windu. Yep. And... Is this helping? No. I'm... Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you go with your gut or or not? Because my gut tells me it's Kiati Mundi. So I'm going to go with Yoda. Yes. Yeah. I think you only do that because I made a face when you say Kiati yes. Mundi. Like, Kiati Mundi? Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing he ever said was, your thoughts dwell on your mother. I think he said something. He had to have said something in episode two. And Anakin's like, no, my thoughts dwell on your mother. Okay. (laughs) What what villain is the boss of the widespread, oh my gosh, desolidic crime family? Desolidic crime family? Yeah. It's Jabba. Okay. Jabba desolidic. That's his name. That's his name? Yeah. Well, I only know like, him as Jabba the Hutt. People don't like to say that. So they just call Is him he the embarrassed Hutt. by it? Is he like, yeah. oh, it's so hard no, to pronounce. The Desidilics are actually one of the most powerful oh, okay. Hutt family, so he's good. 
who observes, it's quite possible this asteroid is not entirely stable. It's quite possible this asteroid is not entirely stable. Not entirely stable, huh? C-3PO. What planet does the ghostly Tion Medon reveal to be occupied by thousands of battle droids? Oh, I know this one. Because I just watched it. Thousands of battle droids. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yep. Yep, we do. It's, uh, skip it about to pop Utapau. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that because I just watched Revenge of Sith, and Revenge of Sith does not age well. <laughs> I was so <laughs> disappointed. Ugh. Anyways, who pulls R2-D2 away after he plunges into a power, power socket by mistake? Yeah. Um, C-3PO. Chewbacca. When? This was um, when C-3PO was on Chewbacca's back on Empire. In Empire oh, Cloud City. Oh, yeah, because then, because the three was, he was like, How am I supposed to know the difference between a power socket and a computer terminal? Yes, because <laughs> Empire Strikes Back has the most, like, clever dialogue in it when yeah. you're like. <laughs> so. Oh, I just want one more behind. Uh, just one more. Because you just keep ending up with the easy cards. That's terrible. All right, I have got a brilliant Snoke theory for you. All right, let's hear it. Okay, it's not Rapper Toonie. That was <laughs> Who dumb. thinks it's a frog? That's absurd. Idiots do. I was an idiot. All right. Snoke is Wooher. Wooher? Yes. Wooher is the bartender you see at the cantina in A New Hope. We don't serve that kind here. Yeah. However, that wasn't his first gig. You see, he first opened up a bar on Coruscant. However, he had to shut it down due to the bad press and bad business after the unfortunate incident where Obi-Wan sliced a patron's arm off in Attack of the Clones. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah. That was his bar. Oh, okay. So then down... That was his, a nice bar, too. Yeah. It was well, a sports bar. And he lost so much money. I mean, yeah. so then down on his luck, you know, he decided, I'm going to do a fresh start on Tatooine. So, but wouldn't you know the same thing happened again? Yeah. Uh, Luke provoked a fight, which led to Obi-Wan cutting off the arm <laughs> of a patron. Not only that, but Han killed a patron, Greedo, and smugly tossed a coin to her and said, sorry about the mess. <sighs> he was forced to close up shop again due to the bad press and then therefore bad business afterwards. So he blames Han and Luke for, get, uh, Luke for getting into the fight and Han for, you know, blasting yeah. and, and smugly, you know, smug retort to him. Like, sorry about yeah. the mess. The grudge was swelling in him. So he develops the First Order and destroys both their lives. I like it. And what, so, makes, it, what it makes it even sadder is yeah. that he owned this, this cantina, this mm-hmm. bar on Coruscant. Yeah. The bar on Tatooine is called Cholman's Cantina. Mm-hmm. Because he isn't even the owner of it. Yeah, He's just like, a bartender. Chulman is a Wookiee who owns the bar. So he doesn't even get to own his own bar on Tatooine. Yeah, he's trying to... He's, he had to like start from the ground he's trying up. To, yeah, he's just trying to work his way up again. But the bar went out of business and he lost yeah. his job. Yeah, and, so now he's just a bartender yeah. in a backwater world. Yeah. Sad. All right. Got, got it. it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. No. All right. Thank you for sticking with us in this longer episode. It's not too much longer. Yeah, it's not that It'll bad. Be fine. Um... I feel like I talked a ton. I'm sorry, Mark. No, it's fine. I'm going to talk a ton next week. Oh, okay. Um, 
but but then we'll lose all our listeners. Oh, it's true. I'm just kidding. We probably lost in this episode. (laughs) So we will see you next time. And uh, we'll be, how many days are we out till the movie? As of recording right now. As of recording right now, I believe 23. Okay. Yeah, we're November 21st right now. Um, That's the day we're recording. So, so, um, yeah, by the time you listen to it, then that'll be like uh, seven days less. Maybe like 15 or 16 out. Yeah. So close. (laughs) All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Stop it, please. Come on, man. Quit that banging. Forgive me. I feel it again. The call to the podcast. Supreme Leader senses it. Show me again. Power of the Snapchat. Better let nothing stand in our way. Show me, Grandfather. I will finish what you started. I can be your backpack while you climb. Stand on one hand and lift rocks with your special gift. Run, 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 jump. Now breathe. Mm, that's good.